This is the first working week here where Ontario's right to disconnect law kicks in. And I guess the big question is, will this actually make a difference when it comes to work-life balance? Here is our friend John Pincus, employment lawyer, partner at Zinfiro Tamarkin, who joins us now for more on this. Hey there, John. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. First off, uh, could you remind us, because uh, this was in the news several months ago, but now that it's taken effect, can you remind us all exactly uh, what the, the right to disconnect law is, what it entitles employees to? Well, it, it doesn't really entitle employees to anything, in fact, which is a, a common misconception out there. What it does is it places an obligation on employers to have a right to disconnect policy. It imposes an obligation of communication, basically, uh, for employers just to ensure that everyone is on uh, the same page. So other than a right to know what the policy is, it doesn't actually give the employees any substantive rights as to um, actually disconnecting uh, during or after the workday. Okay, this obligation of communication Let's explore that a little bit, if we could, then, uh, John. Uh, employees, they do have uh, kind of the right to know uh, when the workday uh, ends now, and is there like a, a window of, uh, I don't know, like 16 hours or something where they're no longer uh, considered, quote-unquote, on the clock and have to be accountable or answer things like emails? No, uh, this law doesn't do anything like that. It doesn't change the laws on maximum hours of work. It doesn't change the laws on eating periods. It doesn't change the law on what is uh, constituted a, um, uh, a uh, place of employment. Uh, so, you know, when you get compensated and for what work you get compensated. Uh, again, all it does is requires that certain employers who have 24, uh, 25 or more employees have these policies and distribute those policies to their employees. All right. Well, I think we've done a good job of covering what this law isn't. <laughs> is there anything about this law uh, when it comes to what it is that we should know? Uh, well, it will force employers to be more transparent. It may um, trigger some discussions in workplaces as to uh, where those lines are. Uh, I have seen it encourage some employers to voluntarily decide we're going to, uh, we want all employees to stop um, working by a certain time. And so we're going to enforce that. And that's going to be our rule. What employers have to remember and what employees should know as well is that if these policies, notwithstanding the fact that they don't really have any specific requirements for what's in them, if the policies are in fact generous and they create these rights and say, you're not going to have to work after five, you don't have to answer emails after five. That is the policy, and that is now your right. Not because the Employment Standards Act says so, not because the government says so, because, but that's because that's what your employer has put in place. And employers need to be very careful not to um, stretch themselves out too thin and put in a policy that they're not prepared to abide by because they will be held to that. All right. Is the onus on the employer, John, because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, listening to us right now, that uh, I haven't heard anything from uh, my boss or my employer. Is there an onus on them to send something to each employee or do they have to post something on a uh, company uh, Internet site or intranet uh, site uh, outlining uh, just exactly what the policy is when it comes to the right to disconnect with their company? Yeah, so over the next few weeks, employees should be expecting to receive a written copy of the policy. It is a requirement of the law that employers provide those copies 
to existing employees. Um, and for any new employees, they have to receive it within 30 days. So I think you'll see uh, between now and early July, all existing employees should be getting a copy. Uh, and you'll see all new employees, you know, it'll just be part of their orientation. All right. Is there any recourse at all for employees? Does this empower them at all moving forward when it comes to, because as you well know, John, and it's been discussed quite a bit during the last two years with remote work, there's been a blurring of the lines between your personal life and your private life. And people have been answering emails throughout the evening sometimes and their homes have started to feel like their office. Is there anything here that empowers an employee to kind of push back when it comes to that? Not unless the employer has put something in their policy that gives them a right to do that. Uh, The government certainly has not given employees that right uh, through this law, which, which again, is a very, very common misconception because of its moniker, right? Right to disconnect. Well, it's, it's only the right to disconnect to the extent that your employer gives you a right to disconnect. Now, employees still have all the other rights they had before with hours of work and overtime to the extent it applies to them. Uh, but this policy doesn't change any of that. And so for the, for most people, it's not going to give you any additional recourse. Yeah, I know that there's been other countries, other areas around the world that have instituted a, a right to disconnect a law. Do you know offhand, John, whether or not those laws in other countries, do they have more teeth maybe than the one we're talking about here that's just been put in place for Ontario? Well, I know that this law was modeled over those uh, laws, uh, some of them uh, in Europe, but um, I haven't actually had an opportunity because, of course, I've, I've had no need <laughs> to review those myself. Uh, it's very possible um, that those laws um, do create more substantive rights. And the other thing that we should keep in mind is that uh, those countries may have also had, uh, in many cases, they do have more generous employment standards uh, that we do, right? Setting strict limits on hours of work and uh, more generous vacation and the like. So I think you can probably expect that that'll be an apples to oranges uh, comparison. All right. Would I be a cynic if I were to say that this seems to be much ado about nothing then, the beginning of this uh, right to disconnect law? I think there was a, a great hope amongst a, a lot of workers when this was uh, first announced, John. Well, if you're looking, certainly if you're looking for, um, you know, a hammer to enforce something, then yeah, there there really is nothing there. But it has, as I said, you know, it it has uh, galvanized some employers to start that discussion. So, uh, and some employers really are interested in in turning their minds to this. So it it has helped start a discussion, but that's really all it is, is a discussion. All right, John, appreciate this discussion. Uh, Thanks for the time as always. Like uh, my pleasure. All right, there goes John Pincus, employment lawyer and partner at Zamfiro Tamarkin. On the beginning, again, this is uh, the first week here, first working week in the province with the uh, right to disconnect uh, law in place. But uh, according to uh, John, uh, again, sounds like it's uh, got more uh, bark maybe than it does a uh, bite. And it'll be uh, interesting to see how this uh, plays out in the uh, weeks and months uh, to come. Again, with so many other discussions going on when it comes to the uh, workplace and the future of work and uh, hybrid work and uh, return to the office and, uh, yes, indeed, the right to disconnect. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.